Question. Is it possible for somebody to be Jewish for many years, keeping the commandments, Kashros, Shabbos, studying Torah, even putting on tefillin, and then to become no longer Jewish and be free, so to speak, of all these obligations and change from being a Jew into a non-Jew. Sounds hard to imagine, but the truth is, such a thing is possible in the Torah experience. If a young child is brought by a parent to be converted to becoming a Jew by the Jewish court before they themselves are ready for conversion, or if a child himself, when old enough, would approach the uh, Jewish court and ask the rabbis of the court to convert him, the law of the Torah is that that request is followed and is considered beneficial for the child to become Jewish and he could live for many years as a Jew well, of course still a child but when he becomes of age to become truly obligated for a boy at age 13 for a girl at age 12 he has the option to reject that conversion since it took place while he was still only a child, his rejection can uproot and nullify the initial conversion and he will no longer be Jewish. He continued to practice as a Jew even after he became bar mitzvah or bas mitzvah or if the parents also converted at the same time, he doesn't have that option. But if he was converted as an individual, he has the capacity to opt out in effect, it's a stage of life where he has a real choice whether to be Jewish or not, to be a member of the Jewish nation, to be a member of the covenant with Hashem, or to reject that, or to step out of that relationship. It's, it's relevant to us to give some kind of a background of sorts, some kind of a uh, setting for an aspect of Jewish life that is done twice daily by men, that is recommended strongly even for women, that is essentially integral to the entire Jewish experience. And that is the aspect of accepting upon ourselves the responsibility, the mission, the obligation of our relationship with Hashem that takes place as part of the mitzvah of saying the Shema. Integral and perhaps most essential aspect of the mitzvah of saying Shema is Kabbalah's oil malfu shemayim. Accepting that responsibility, accepting that mission, accepting that relationship upon ourselves. And it would seem that for there to be a real acceptance the way to approach it is as if a person really has a choice, as if I was not yet obligated, as if I could be otherwise 
and I am choosing it, I am embracing it, I am initiating it to enter into that relationship with all that it entails to be a servant of Hashem. And of course we might think that is it really possible, I wonder is it really possible to make a new acceptance of something that we have already accepted, that is already an obligation upon us, certainly in a situation where we cannot choose to no longer be Jewish. Is it possible to make a true initiation, a true recreation of that relationship? It seems clearly from the Gemara and Shabbos that it is possible. Because the Gemara there spells out that the initial acceptance of the Torah by the Jewish people involved some measure of their being compelled. Although we initially gladly accepted the Torah, we said, Nasa we will be committed to do it, we're ready to learn whatever is contained. But the Gemara says that there was a concern, my Tosis explains, maybe the Jewish people would, upon seeing the awesomeness, the great fire at the time of giving of the Torah, they might be frightened, they might have wanted to back out. And the Almighty did not let them. He compelled them to maintain that commitment. So the Gemara says that this would mitigate our responsibility, our culpability for the abrogation of the Torah. But the Gemara continues that later in our history, after the great miracle, the time of Mordechai and Esther, and the Jewish people were saved from the plot of Haman, the support of Ahasuerus should destroy the entire Jewish people. And they saw the miracle that Hashem had performed through Esther to, to save us. We re-accepted the Torah out of complete love of Hashem. Like the Pasuk in Megillah says, we re-accepted we reaffirmed that which we had accepted previously. And the great author, the Sivas HaMishpat, in his commentary on Megillah Sester in his introduction says that this acceptance of the Torah that was accomplished at that time certainly far exceeded the initial acceptance which had with it some measure of compulsion. So we see that it really is in our power then it was done as a nation, it would seem that it applies to every individual as well, to make a recommitment of a higher level than we may have been on before. That we are directed and required to do that. Because of course, the obvious question will be, what is the meaning of accepting upon ourselves when we are commanded to make that acceptance. The king would say, everyone is required, everyone is commanded to freely enlist in the army. Is that a real voluntary choice? Is there a real self-driven enlisting if it is commanded by the king? So what could really be the meaning and the understanding of that kind of an acceptance when it is 
already contained in the mitzvahs, the commandments of the Torah. But to understand this, we have to actually reevaluate and come to a maybe higher level understanding of what all the mitzvahs of the Torah, all the commandments, are really all about. And to get some help with this, we can turn to the Purish explanation of the Magid Mishnah and the Rambam at the very end of the laws of Lulav and Esrik, where there the Rambam discusses the great and important aspect in the service of Hashem of Simcha, of joy, of performing the mitzvot with joy. The Rambam says that the rejoicing, that a person will rejoice in the performance of the precepts of the Torah and in his experiencing his love for his Creator who commanded them is a great spiritual achievement. And if one removes himself and holds back from that, it's a very severe failure as we find in the Torah where the Jewish people are criticized severely for lacking this. And there, in this statement of the Rambam, the Magad Mishnah says that the primary aspect of this matter is that it is not fitting for a person to perform the mitzvot because they are an obligation and he is thereby forced to perform them. But rather, it is, it is correct, it is fitting, it is compelling that he should do them and rejoicing to do them. He should do that which is good because it is good. He should choose truth because it is true. And it should be easy in his eyes to perform the mitzvot, even if they are involving some significant amount of effort. And he should understand that this is why he was created. This is the purpose of his creation, to, to serve his creator. And when he is doing the mitzvahs of the Torah, for which he was created, he will rejoice because this is of true value, of true lasting value, of true goodness. So the Magimishnah is defining that a person is supposed to be doing the mitzvahs of the Torah not as, quote-unquote, an obligation, but because they are good, because they are true. And it seems only with that understanding will he be able to rejoice in that performance. The mere fact of having been taken to be a servant of the great, mighty, magnificent, exalted King Hashem would not be a basis, would not be able to produce a real joy in the performance of the mitzvot. It's only if he has the love of Hashem and he recognizes that all the mitzvot are what are truly good and what are true. And in, in this context, from this view, the entire definition of the mitzvot as 
commandments is really inadequate. Because we think of commandments as, again, the imposition of the will of the commander. And in truth, they are really, essentially, only revelation. They are the revelation of the will of the Creator. What is that will? That will is only to be bestowing the maximum good that could possibly reach the created being. And that's how a person is to understand the mitzvot. This is what is good. This is what is true. The recognition, the understanding of Hashem, the connection to Hashem. That's all just the revelation of what is truly good for a person, this world, and for eternity. And when he is serving his Creator, the service he is providing is, of course, not for the Creator's personal benefit. He has no needs. It's serving him to fulfill his purpose, to fulfill what he wants. What does he want? That we should come close to him so that we will be able to receive the good that comes from that. And that's all that the mitzvahs are. And in that sense, the need for that rededication, for that reacceptance, that new acceptance that a person can make on a daily basis, even twice a day, is shown to us by the Torah to be within the human capacity and shown to us by the Torah to be necessary for a person to achieve its full completion and possible. So he is being taught, we are being taught that this is how we can achieve our true potential for that which we were created by accepting upon ourselves to be the ones who will carry out Hashem's mission for, of course, our own great and eternal benefit as He so desires. And that is what we are directed to do. And that's what we should try our best to do. Thank you very much.